For Truth with a Texas Twang, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff women store in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is Luke 2.19, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And I want to thank Home Instead Senior Care because they are our sponsors at, for the last two years. At Home Instead, it's about providing the highest quality home care services to fit you and your family's needs. And we are so grateful to them for providing to, for today's show. Today's show, I have as my guest a very beloved friend, Pastor James Dill. Thank you for being with me. Thank you, Kathy. It's a joy to be with you today. Well, now, this is the second podcast we're doing together. And in the last one, you shared this amazing story about being a pastor. And, of course, no one knows that a pastor would even experience this. We see you all on Sunday, and you're up there, and you're rocking and rolling and sharing stuff with us. And it's inspiring us, and it's also convicting us. (laughs) We don't think about you kneeling before the Lord and crying because you're so discouraged. And yet I think every pastor has probably experienced that. And not only that, probably his wife has too and his children. So one of the things that's come out of that great, tremendous experience that you've had over years of ministry and many churches that grew, like I love that story because then you immediately shared that right after you got before the Lord in that way and just cried out to him, you saw church growth that was amazing. And every Sunday there were people coming to the altar to know more about Jesus Christ. So there's something so beautiful about that. But, it, it, you know, seven years of of being in a small church and striving to make changes in the culture of that church, that was not easy. So what I wanted to talk to you today about is this whole thing about Shepherd's Heart. And I think I pulled, okay, I pulled this, that it exists to serve those in ministry, especially if they experience burnout, fatigue, or depression. And I just wanted you to talk to us a little bit about how Shepherd's Heart is meeting this really gaping need that we have in our culture now. Well, Shepherd's Heart, we've been, we have been alive and well since 2012 here in East Texas, and we're in various counties. And what we do is we not only work with the pastors, but also we work with laymen that are involved in the church work. And we encourage them, letting them know that God does have a plan for their lives and in their lives. And I might want to inject this, and this is something because of experience, I have personally encountered something where I think everyone does at a point in their life. And if we're not careful, we will let it become calloused in our life and not let it rise to the surface. We all have people that come against us in the wrong way, go against our grain, whether it's the people that are in the pews or it's someone that you work alongside of. 
And if one is not careful, the enemy will prop that up as a barrier, that personality, to, a, to the blessings that God has in store. For me, when I was a child, I had a, a father that was very, very, it, I, I'm not going to go into detail because it was so personal. But we we were a hurting family. Our family mm-hmm. was just basically all messed up. And I grew as a child to, and I know possibly it's hard to understand this word, but uh, to hate the person because I never saw anything good from him. Mm. Well, God saved me when I was 16 years of age, and that's another beautiful story. But God saved me, but it's amazing if you're not careful and don't ask God to clean out that unforgiveness in your life. It's an open door that will again come against you again and again and again. And for actually 20-some-odd years in my life, I harbored unforgiveness toward my dad. Now, you might say, well, that's impossible, and you're pastoring a church. Listen, anyone that is listening today, anyone that is hearing this podcast, everyone experiences that. But when you do experience it, run to the cross. Cast your cares upon him. I remember the night that I, my, they called me from Oklahoma, and I'd not seen my dad in 20-some-odd years. And they said he was dying, and it sounded like they said, we've only been able to locate you because you're the only living relative, which was not the case. But they found me. Mm. So I traveled to Oklahoma, but I pulled pulled on through the roadside saying, God, what am I going to do? I don't even care for the man. Mm. And God said, you tell him you love him. And I, again, I wept on the side of the road. I was in a successful ministry. I was moving forward in the way that most people envy in ministry. But yet I harbored that little thing, yet lackest thou one thing. And I wouldn't get off the side of the road until God prayed through. Then I traveled the rest of the way to Oklahoma. I went into the hospital room. I saw my father. He couldn't speak. Uh, He Mm. had tubes running in his face and his nose, etc., And I told him and unfolded by reason. I said, Dad, I know what you've done to our family. You've hurt us. And everything I unloaded, it sounded like I was being bitter and mean towards him. But at the end, I said, I said all that to tell you, I forgive you. And Mm -hmm. that encounter on the side of the road, it was through that encounter that the Lord said, in order to move forward, you have to be willing to forgive. And that was my greatest obstacle. And I said, I forgive you. And then I looked at him and I said, I know you're dying. I said, I forgive you. May now I lead you to Jesus Christ. And he couldn't speak, but he shook his head in the affirmative. And I prayed that night, that afternoon in Oklahoma City. And I prayed and I watched tears. Mm course down his cheeks and uh, he couldn't talk to me and I told him I said well dad I'll see you in heaven soon as I got back home into the Tyler area the phone was ringing and uh, what we didn't have cell phones back then and I picked up the phone in the house and the hospital called and they said he had passed away but Mm. I said oh what a relief it is when you take what the enemy has attacked 
and attached to you for years, and you can't overcome. Listen, Philippians 4 and 13, it says we can do all things through Christ. And when you cast all of your cares, if it's unforgiveness or if it's just depression or anything that all of us go through and experience, God is the master. He is able to come to our rescue. When he throws out the lifeline, we must be willing to grab a hold of him and let him reel us in. And I can say that in every circumstance that anyone that is listening, if you're going through something, a challenge in your life, reach out because he has thrown out the lifeline to offer you help. I love that. That is so powerful. And I have experienced it too often. I, I love it that you're so honest and authentic about your story, especially that one with your dad. Because parents, especially as we go into the holidays, people really struggle with their relationship with their parents, their children. Sometimes grown children can break our hearts, you know, of their parents. So there's a lot happening in families. And that, that is a great story to share, to to help people be strong as they face some of those challenges. Um so when you got at working in Shepherd's Heart, you've been doing that since 2012. Are you yeah. finding that this is a, a common theme that people do have things that they don't know how to handle these deep hurts? And so you come alongside and I loved what you said. You come alongside pastors, but honestly, you come alongside everybody I know. And, and so many of the people I know are serious about wanting to affect the culture for good. So you are ministering not only to churches, but also to nonprofits in our area and just encouraging leaders to find each other and mentor each other. And you are leading the charge with that pastor deal. So do you find that this is an ongoing problem where people have things that they, they need to talk about, but they don't have anybody who they can trust to listen? Yeah, you, you, you hit the nail right on the head, the last portion. And you, they feel that they don't have anyone to listen. But if you are careful enough, and I I'm not saying private matters in one's life, or, uh, things that you don't want to share with just everyone, God makes provisions. And God will always provide every one of us with a mentor to lean upon. But make sure he is a reliable person that you can lean on. And whenever that is that person, you come to meet that person and God will let you know. Then you need to get with them because a lot of times, even though you pray to God and it's wonderful and awesome and he's the ultimate, some days in our life we need to grab a hold of something tangible. Instead of the spirit realm, okay. you grab a hold I'm, of a shoulder. I'm going to interrupt you because we're only going to have about a minute or so to the break. And we ha we have to break. When we come sure. back, I want to talk to you. I want you to be thinking over the break. How do you choose somebody who's trustworthy to be your mentor? Like, how do you recognize the signs of a trustworthy person? I think that's a really valuable. That'll be a great list. I'll want to encourage people to read a list like that. So let's talk a little bit about that. How do you choose a trustworthy person? Don't forget, you can get information at, at theshepherdsheart.org or always go to Kathy Crafty, K-R-A-F is in Frank, V is in Victor, E is in edward.com for any of this information. And I'll have all the hyperlinks to connect you with Shepherd's Heart and Pastor Dill there. 
That's where we speak truth with a Texas twang. But don't go away, because when we come back, I'm going to get Pastor to help us know the qualities to look for when you're looking for someone to mentor you, someone that you can trust so that you share the heartaches that you might be carrying with somebody who will be careful with them. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. We don't want to miss a moment at Fireside Talk Radio, so stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. You ought to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shimbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door in the next house over is a grocery store. Hi, this is Kathy. As women, we have a lot to ponder, but even the toughest topics are easier when we open up authentically and share our tenderest wisdom with each other. During this break, I want to mention a special way you can help other women. You can sign up for our blog and share it with your friends. Our podcasts are designed to create tools to talk about the toughest topics at home or at work. You can help by going to Kathy Craffy, C-A-T-H-Y-K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward, dot com. We hope you love sharing these conversational adventures as much as we love bringing in experts to tell their stories and share their wisdom. Truth with a Texas twang spoken here. My parents are getting older and I want to be there to help. But sometimes I spend more time taking care of them than my own family. It's starting to put pressure on my marriage, and I feel like I'm ignoring my kids. My parents need help. I need help. My mom wants to stay at home, but she honestly can't handle it on her own anymore. I've been taking care of her, but I just want to be her daughter again. I know mom feels the same way. I'm not sure where to turn. If you're struggling to care for your parents, you're not alone. Home Instead Senior Care can help. With personalized service and a personal touch, our caregivers will help your parents stay in the place they call home. Home Instead Senior Care. To us, it's personal. to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. Hey, welcome back. We're talking to Pastor James Dill, who has been sharing some of the sweetest, most authentic stories from his experience as a pastor in our first podcast. And now we've been talking more about some of the things that pastors face and we all face. All of us have moments where the devil just gets in the way and causes us to put up barriers with our even our own family members. So before we left, I promised you a list of how do we know when somebody is trustworthy? And Pastor James, I know you're going to know the answer to this. So what do you look for when you're looking for people to mentor you? Or if you're encouraging pastors to look for a mentor, what do you tell them to look for? Well, first of all, I personally, I look at the person's personal lifestyle. 
And um, the Word of God says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify the Father which is in heaven. And um, if I come across, and sometimes you find uh, counterfeits in life, and that's in every type of vocation, but you don't look for the counterfeits. God will reveal to you someone that is genuine. And whenever you come across that person that's genuine, then you have to go to another step. You have to go to the step of saying, is he close or she close enough to me where I can rely on them to share confidential moments in my life? And I'm really, that's really important because a lot of times uh, confidentiality is just thrown out the window if one is not careful, if you get a hold of the wrong person. And mm-hmm. uh, then all of a sudden it's, it's all over the business shop. It's all over the church. So it's really important that you find someone that you trust, you watch their life, their life is what you feel it should be, and then you watch them and you watch them and they become your best friend or one of your best friends, and that's the one to attach yourself to, to share your challenges. Because trust me, no man is an island. Every one of us, man and women, women alike, we need someone to share with. Ooh, I love that. And I, I know from your life, I can see in your life that you have some close, close friends. I, I have picked up on that. And so I know you're not only giving this as good advice, but you're also living it. Is there anything else? Those those are two big things. Know their personal lifestyle. Make sure they're a light who's glorifying God and genuine in, in what they live and believe. And then close enough to share confidential moments without betraying a confidence. And then that person becomes one of your best friends. Is there anything else you want to add to that list? Well, uh, overall, you just have to go to those two and then let them become tributaries. If you just have confidence in the individual and you believe in them and watch their life, then um, I just watch just like, anything else like a cake that's in the oven and uh-huh. you watch it and say god is going to come it's going to be fully baked soon and then all of a sudden god will reveal to you certain things and um you can't define to me at least um a person uh that is your confidant you just watch by their lifestyle and uh yeah. And uh, I've watched their kindness, their generosity. They stick beside you. Uh, you tell them something, and you know it will never go any further. Uh, you feel comfortable in telling them your deepest areas and things that are in your life. And then you have accountability, and they'll say, yes, share with me. And then it's good for them to interact with you and say, well, you know, I'm, I'm not perfect. It's a two-way street. When you find that type of con- person that has he's your confidant or she is your confidant, then they can also share with you and interact with you about their challenges in life. And trust me, every one of us, we grow better when we find that individual. Mine, to begin with, when I was a young man, was my pastor. I know that sounds um, mundane, but my pastor, he was a 40-year-old man, but he loved me as a young man and told me he cared, and he knew my problems as a child, and he mm. worked me through every process, and I mm. was able to tell him all my stories. Mm-hmm. That person 
was actually the one of the greatest foundations of my life was my mentor and um I uh, had the privilege of uh, actually conducting his funeral uh, mm-hmm. after 40 years of separation. I got a call from his daughter and saying that he had passed away in California, flew to California, conducted his funeral. But that person indelibly imprinted my life. And mm-hmm. there is someone out there in this world that will make an indelible imprint upon your life to the point where you can go to them and share what your needs are. And know that it's confidential, and when you leave, you can pray, and you'll feel much better because of it. Well, it's interesting that you mentioned that about his mentoring of you, because to me it sounds like this gentleman became like a father figure to you to correct the misrepresentation of your own father so that you could have a better understanding of God's character. And that brings me to another question I have for you. I know I was at the bricks and mortar event that Shepherd's Heart put on. It was so beautiful. And there we have all these pastors coming and some of the most respected pastors in our area were there speaking and training. And I was just so fortunate to be in the audience and learn from them. And they shared tenderly their own stories and their own struggles. And I love that. And so My question for you, I want that bricks and mortar thing to be an annual event. I hope that's the case. Are y'all planning to do that every year? Thank you, Kathy. Yes, we are. That was our first time last year, and uh, it was. we're still receiving, uh, just very quickly, I had a young Korean uh, doctor that was attending the bricks and mortars. Won't mention his name, but I saw him last week, and I was in a meeting, a board meeting with a group. And he mm-hmm. came running to me, mm-hmm. and he said, uh, uh, Pastor, and I was not his pastor, he said, that day changed my life forever. Oh. Yeah, I believe like it. Two months ago. Yeah. And I said, that day, he said, yes, sir. He said, because I was about ready to throw mm-hmm. in the towel. And these men shared, the seasoned pastors shared their experiences openly with mm-hmm. open heart, and that made a difference in my life. And he said, I will never be the same. So, yes, definitely we're going to have these workshops, but not only that, but we're going to be ministering with classes uh, on, on dealing with burnout, uh, dealing with depression, uh, drug or addictive behaviors, and mm-hmm. various other a total effects into 2020, and we're going to have all those as well. And, uh, and there is no cost. We uh, provide uh, everything that one needs to come in and just sit down and enjoy and learn and glean and share with one another. So that's our goal, not to charge or make financial gains off of it. We just want to lay up treasures in heaven where we can help laymen and pastors to be all that they can be for Jesus Christ. Well, I love that, and I have this theory that as lay people, I was so pleased and honored to be included, and because I knew you were uh, primarily uh, began as a ministry to offer some safety net and structure and, and encouragement to pastors and their families, but uh, so I was very inc- just honored to be included in that on that invitation list. But I, what I discovered, what I think I've uncovered and understand now better is a person like me who's out in the community and and trying to present God's word in as many different and 
creative ways as I can, and my whole family is that way, we're also going to be people in the church who have a lot to offer a pastor and his family. And so ministering to the lay people and the lay leadership, as well as the pastors, I just think that's so genius and, and very encouraging. There, there were, I wish my church had a table there. There were church tables of people there all from the same church where you have the pastor and the lay people hearing from these amazing leaders sharing real stories behind the pulpit, behind the scenes. And I thought that that's just got to be good for everybody in that church to hear those stories. Not only just the pastor would be encouraged, but everybody else would become more empathetic as they understood better what they face. Um, I'm, I'm going to interrupt just a minute and say I've done we've done some amazing podcasts we've had amazing guests on uh, Colleen Long did so if you're going through the Fireside Talk Radio please look for Colleen Long on depression Michelle Medlock Adams just talked about our identities in Christ it wasn't even the subject matter but she just talked so well about that that I'll probably pull that out when I write the blog that for her episode and don't forget Susan Ellsworth is James Dill's daughter and she is the oncology nurse and i even wrote down her titles because i know people love you and they're going to want to hear what your daughter said hers is called caregiving after breast cancer what i wish my family understood and caregiving oncology nurse beats breast cancer with susan ellsworth we have two minutes left pastor i knew this was going to go fast thank you for all you're doing through shepherd's heart would you like to share just one or two more quick sentences about what you see in the future for that ministry well, I believe that um, we we have, I can't mention right now, it's in the works, but we do have people that are very significant, and um, everybody is significant in God's eyes. But we have people that have uh, run the course, stayed the course, and, and been faithful, uh, and there are some that are known all over East Texas, and we're going to have these special people share. So what we do, we don't have a novice. When they come in to teach a class, these people, I make sure that they really are professional. You understand my heart when I say professional. Professional right. in, as their present, and with their presentation. They have been there, done that, and bought the T-shirt, so to speak. And so mm-hmm. when we have one, someone that is going to be dealing with depression, they will share openly, and then it will end, they will have the opportunity in the audience to interact with the pastor or the layman that is teaching that class. So it's going to be a great year, 2020, and I am so thrilled that I've had the pleasure of being with you. You have been one of my, you and your husband have been dear friends to us over the years, and I wish everybody that's listening could really meet you and be vivacious in your words and your voice, but also with you never walk away discouraged when you Mm. talk with Kathy, and I mean that from my heart. Thank you so much. Now, you can get more, and you can even get our weekly blog that will share ideas about how to build community and companionship and have great, authentic conversations. And you can get all that at KathyCraffy.com, where we speak truth with a Texas twang. Thank you for joining us today, where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. Thank you for joining us today, and we will see you again next week. Oh, fiddle. Got in.